Welcome to Mission Audition. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Juliana Jones. And I'm Ron Rubin. Oh my gosh, we got Ron Rubin. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Ron. This is so much fun. Yes, so as we say, we have Ron Rubin here. And for our dear listeners, I want you to also know that this is actually a live podcast. You are hearing something that is happening at Voice World Toronto. Everybody, come on, say hi, say hi. Great, yeah. We are live, and there is proof there are about a hundred of your friends here listening to the show. So without further ado, we are going to tell you a little bit more about our great guest, Ron Rubin. So Ron uh, had mentioned earlier in our conversation that you and I met first at a a Comic-Con in our our Forest City, the Forest City Comic Con, in fact, I think I've got it right. Um, and you're just Mr. Popular, really hard to get to your table and, and talk to you, but I did. Managed somehow to give you a business card or something. But you know, that's what happens when you network, when you talk to people, is that you get connected. So um, for those of you listening um, who do not yet know Ron, Ron is a fantastic Canadian voice actor. He is a coach as well. And if you have ever watched the Care Bears, if you have ever watched the Avengers, if you've been in involved in anything to do with Sailor Moon or, oh gosh, what else, Ron? X-Men? Um, X-Men, Beetlejuice, um, oh. Ace Ventura, um, whatever, a few. My goodness. Only a couple notable names. A couple. O- only, only a couple. And I was going to say, Ron, like, is it like a rite of passage for Canadian animation actors to be a Care Bear? Like, tell me. <laughs> like, you all have been a Care Bear. I, I think it is. I think everyone who I know in the uh, voice business has been a Care Bear at one point. Yeah, I played Messy Bear and he, <laughs> he talked like that. He was very cute and it was in the Big Wish movie, but I, I think every Everybody at one point or another had to be a cute little care bear, yeah. Oh my gosh, that Ron Rubin, everyone, Ron Rubin. Uh. All right, so clearly there's more to you than that, Ron. Why don't you tell us your story? How did you get started in voiceover and why do you still do it today? Oh man, um... I don't know, I've always been interested in, 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 in voices growing up. I remember I watched, uh, I was watching Johnny Carson when I was like a little kid and Mel Blanc was on and he was doing like all these voices and he was doing like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I know he should have turned left at Elva, Quakey. And, and I said, oh my God, that voice is coming out of this normal looking man and I was just mesmerized. And uh, growing up, I just always did sound effects and voices and I went to university. I was on my way to become a lawyer and I, somewhere I ran off and joined the circus. Uh, <laughs> And I had a, um, I went to the campus radio station and I had a, um, a show there. And back then there was no um, like sound effect records or care. So I created all the characters and did all the sounds. If you had to open a door, start a car or open champagne. I don't know. And so uh, I did that. And anyway, long story short, because I know um, I, uh, I got my degree uh, in psychology, which helps a lot in this business. <laughs> and I moved to Toronto and I had no connections. I didn't know what to do. I got into a second city. I started doing improv, which is great for voice acting. And then I started doing stand up all around North America. And um, I think like every comic actor, I wanted to you know, do drama and vice versa. So I moved to New York and I studied acting at, uh, uh, in New York for a while and did a lot of film and television commercials. And then I started auditioning for um, um, cartoons. And uh, my first cartoon, I think it was, was COPS, the Central Organization of Police Specialists. And I played the evil Dr. Bad Vibes. <laughs> and I said, oh my God, this is so cool. And then uh, Tim Burton hired me to do Beetlejuice. I had a whole bunch of parts in that. And I just couldn't believe that I could be in the studio 
just in a baseball cap and a pair of jeans and doing all these different voices. And I just fell in love with the genre. And I slowly got out of uh, the on-camera world and into voice, uh, voice um, acting and voiceovers uh, full-time. And that was quite a little few years ago. Um, that's how I kind of got started. And now you pass your knowledge on to others? Yes, if you don't give it away, you can't keep it. Um, I, uh, I, didn't, I never wanted to teach necessarily, but um, I, I was asked to teach at, at um, a few different studios around town, and I was asked to teach the, uh, the animation uh, course at Humber College uh, for the graduating film and television students and theater students, and I, I loved it. It was like, um, if you've been doing something for almost 40 years, uh, there's not a lot of um, things you haven't encountered. So I was able to help some students and answer a lot of questions and, um, and help them along. And um, uh, I like to share everything I've gleaned over the last you know, 40 years of doing uh, voice work. And I love working with um, the students, young or old. And um, I do workshops, I teach privately, I teach online, I do demos. Um, and um, uh, I started my own business and it's, um, it's been great. And I just love working with people. Um, in, for commercials or animation, or anathem. Mm -hmm. Wow, well you've absolutely got the right background for this episode because we are going to be talking about character voice work. Is anyone here interested in being a character, doing that kind of work? Yeah, yeah, hands are up. There's at least 80% of the hands went up just now. Uh, so what we're gonna do is just talk about this job. And in every episode of Mission Audition, we do actually have a job, most often anyway, some special episodes we don't. But this one is for a video game. And essentially what we want this voice actor to do, and you'll hear many auditions, you'll hear eight in fact, uh, we're asking them to, to sound as follows. So a US general American accent. So obviously we're speaking English for this role, just so we are all on the same page. Uh, we want a young adult voice, and this is a heroic role. And of course they need to sound animated and genuine, and again, animation. So, so who is this best suited for Juliana, and what do they really need to do to pull this off? Sure, so for artistic direction, the voice for this role will sound heroic and courageous, yet innocent. The hero character adores his pet. That relationship is very similar to the relationship that a child would have with their dogs. Um, George is pronounced with the hard G, like in the word good, and not like George, like I just did. Oh, you mean Gorgs. Yes. Ah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Can, can I just mention, so uh, the breakdown here is under um, action-adventure. You mentioned anim animation and, and, and conversational. So uh, uh, this isn't a character-driven uh, script. It's not highly cartoony. Mm -hmm. So the voices um, are not um, um, a lot of over-the-top characters. It's kind of more of a natural uh, read for gaming. As a rule, gaming, um, they want to go with a more natural, authentic read uh, than an over-the-top kind of cartoony. Thank you for clarifying that. We are going to begin listening to the first of our eight auditions. Cam, can you roll audition number one? Good morning, Cloudsy, you cute little ball of cloud fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa, that storm's rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? Okay, okay, wait for me. This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh, no. The lightning struck the Lovelands. We have to chase off the Skygorgs before they completely destroy the Lovelands. You ready, Cloudsy? All right, Ron. Oh, it's me? What do you think? 
Okay, I thought that was, uh, he's got a nice voice and he showed uh, some range there. He's cute and playful off the top. Um, let's just talk about energy for a second. He, he was showing some good energy, but I would have loved to see a little more variance in the reads. Um, there are certain reads that um, um, I think he could have um, uh, brought down a little bit. Uh, for example, the, um, this isn't any ordinary lightning clouds. The direction was to do it with awe, and I thought he could have this isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? And that way, if you do that, it really helps when you do project. It brings that out again. Uh, also, um, in commercials, there's a time element. You're doing a 15-second, a 30-second, or a 60-second. With animation, as a rule, they lay the voice track down first, and then they animate to it. So I felt he was rushing just a little bit. Uh, the line, the storm is rolling in rather quickly. You sure you want to go outside? He made into one line, and each line has their own emotion. So I wanted to hear a little fright in one line and a little hesitation in other lines. But uh, he's got a great voice, and he was nice and playful. There is no yawn off the top. The sound effects are very important. Hero wakes up with a yawn, and um, also there was supposed to be a battle cry at the end, uh, which he missed out on. But I, th I liked his energy, and I liked his voice, and I think if he just slowed down his read a little and gave it a little more variation through the transitions, it would have been a slightly better audition. That's great feedback. You know, in the script of which we can see and you cannot, uh, it does actually say, you know, hero yawns or, or what have you. Now, when there's direction like that, and if you don't follow it as an actor, and the you know person who's casting is like I didn't follow my instructions, and we see this sometimes because talent will change a word. They think that they're going to make sure that someone doesn't steal their audio, so they'll mess something up. They'll change how it comes across, but but that ultimately sends the wrong message. And and if it's the same thing, if you don't follow instructions or if you don't take the cues that you're given, then no one knows what on earth you are going to do in that actual studio situation where they need to direct you, where they're spending thousands of dollars on this production, if not hundreds of thousands, and, and they really need you to nail that sort of thing. So I think that was really great for you to point out, Ron, like just how it should have been. Well, it also shows preparation, and if you, you know, the very first line is, young hero wakes up with a yawn, and if the yawn's not there, it's like something's missing. Uh, more importantly, it's a great developmental, um, developmental part of the character, like, good morning, yeah, I mean, you can really use it to, uh, to develop your character as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you just did like a, a yawn, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I, okay, okay, I know. <laughs> was that bad? He did, he did a, yeah, oh, I know he great. did. Oh, okay. No, but what I want to ask you though, Ron, is how do you do a yawn that actually doesn't sound like a forced yawn? Uh, no one's ever asked me that. Um, I don't, I, you know, when I, do a, uh, um, when I do a yawn or a cough or a laugh, I just try to make it as realistic as possible. <sighs> it depends on the character. If the character is talking this way, the yawn would be there. If he's a little tiny character, the yawn might be there, you know. If he's a New York character, ah, you know, I don't know, it depends. So uh, you, I try to align the sound effects with whatever character I'm playing. Awesome. Julianne, any thoughts there you want to add or...? Yeah, when it comes to following the directions in an audition, it's those little things that you may not pay attention to that can actually make or break whether or not you get the project. I know so many talented voice actors who have come to us and said, I don't understand why I'm not booking. I'm so good other places. And then when we listen to their auditions and we can pick out those little things that they missed and we can tell them and then they do follow the instructions and then they start booking work. Sorry, <laughs> this is live. That was my water bottle. I am so sorry. Go so, on. I got to go get my pen now. I've just remembered that. Go ahead. Also, yeah. Steph, I just, 
I just wanted to say his, uh, speaking of sound effects, his battle cry at the end, like there was tons of energy, but it, to me it kind of sounded angry. It sounded a little painful almost. Um, and so if you're going to, um, to do a battle cry or any sound, kind of know where it's coming from. He's off to save the day with his dog, so it shouldn't, shouldn't sound like he's got a toothache. Um, and, uh, and the way you can do that is physically, um, you know, I teach that if you're doing a character, I, I want, if you're doing a superhero, I want your chest out and I want you to be, you know, this way. If you're doing a little nervous guy, I want you to kind of be this way. But it, it works for the scream as well. Um, if you paste a, a smile on your face, even an artificial one, no matter what you say is going to kind of sound smiley. And if you're kind of frowning, it's going to kind of naturally go down. So even with the scream, if I get shot, it's going to be, ah, but look at my face, it's there. And if I'm going off to battle, it's, ah, you know, it's there. So uh, use your physicality and use your uh, facial expressions for all the sound effects. Yeah, physicality is a huge part of it. As uh, we all know, your body is your instrument. If you are a voice person, an actor, what have you, literally everything that you do, whether it's moving around or how you breathe or how you prepare the space in your mouth, you know, like when you're going to, I don't know, yell or something, like it all plays in. And, and certainly the more you use your body and obviously don't knock your microphone over, don't kick your water bottle like me, um, <laughs> and, and don't do that either. That was not good. Uh, then it, like every little piece of you that gets into that matters. I think there's this uh, voice actor, if anyone knows George Deloyo, he's one of the promo trailery sort of voices. Of the, and if he didn't have his hands to move around with, and he's literally like using his fingers and pushing and pulling and pointing like he couldn't talk he'd say like if you tied his hands behind his back could he do voiceover I don't know well I mean I'm sure he could but you know he's the first to say in the videos online that if he didn't have his hands there then he couldn't actually do this stuff if I see someone in the uh, recording booth and their hands are in their pocket I immediately remind them uh, of that so obviously keep your feet planted because you don't want noise uh, and if you're wearing bangles or have chains, uh, um, change in your pocket or a ticking watch like lose all that but as far as the character itself be as free and as easy and as open uh, as you can and, and be physical because it really helps the performance it, it, it totally does wonderful okay well that was our first audition now we are going to move around to audition number two good morning Cloudsy you cute little ball of cloud fluff you you want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? Hey, wait for me! This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh no! The lightning has struck the Lovelands! We have to chase off the Skygorgs before they completely destroy the Lovelands. You ready, Cloudsy? Yeah! Okay. She did a great job following the commands and the cues. Such a cute voice. It really was. Loved, loved, loved her voice. And she really did a great job with the sound effects. She incorporated the yawn into the sentence. She incorporated the breathing. Uh, the battle cry at the end uh, was awesome. It was uh, full of energy. I kept thinking, where was that energy during the rest of it, though? I felt she was just a little um, soft on her reads. I felt she was internalizing her reads a little bit. Um, she's got a great, cute voice, uh, but I was looking for maybe a little more energy throughout uh, the rest of it. Uh, as I said before, if you're, if you're big and over the top, 
it has much more of an impact if you soften other reads and, and vice versa. Unlike the first uh, audition where he was maybe a little over the top energy, I felt her energy was just uh, lacking a bit uh, in transition. Also, understand who you're playing. This is a young little action hero, right? So I felt that she was kind of keeping it in. I wanted to hear more heroic and determination uh, you know, from her. Um, I felt her tones were maybe a little too similar. As you said, Juliana, they're asking for heroic, courageous, and innocent. So I heard the innocence. I didn't quite hear the, the courage and the, uh, the heroicism so much. So I think she underplayed it a little bit, um, but I think if she just um, added some more um, action and energy um, uh, to the read, it would have been a much uh, better read. I really like listening to that, but um, I think she needs to break out of her shell a little bit and be the hero, be the young hero. Do you think that a client would invite this read to a second audition or pass because of the lack of energy? That's a good question. It depends exactly what the, uh, the creators had in mind for the part. I really liked her voice. I really did. Um, I'd like to work with her. I mean, I, I, I felt that a lot of these auditions, uh, the people are extremely workable um, um, uh, with... Um, I, if I was looking for um, 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 uh, a cute-sounding woman, what she did well, just the incorporate, like that's not so easy what she did with the yawns and with the running. Uh, a lot of people separate those and you shouldn't separate them and, and have them take focus. So the fact that she did that and the fact that she kind of changed the transitions enough, I know that she has good instincts. So if I really liked the voice, which I did, I'd absolutely invite her. So you're saying that you would rather someone go over the top in the audition because it's easier to pull it back than saying to an artist, I need to push you a little bit farther, which is a harder thing to do. Absolutely. When I'm working with students, if they're too big, I say, don't worry about that. I can always pull you back, right? It's good to have the energy up there. I can bring you back. Uh, but sometimes people who kind of don't have that energy, it's harder to get that out of them. Um, so yeah, I'd rather you go big and I can bring you back. But for the sake of an audition, try not to go too crazy big. Show some variance. All right. Great commentary. I hope everyone, I think I do see notes being taken. I was going to say, if you aren't yet taking notes, you don't have a pen or paper out uh, or your phone, we won't be offended. We know you might be tweeting anyway. Uh, just feel free to write down some of these great tips because they are like, if you went and got these in a coaching session, you'd be paying for them. Like tonight you're getting Ron Rubin's awesome advice. We're not charging. Well, for the event. You're just not yeah, getting any of the proceeds. Oh, I'm not getting anything, okay. <laughs> no, 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 we have a little gift for you at the end, Ron, that's okay. Um, but, but honestly, like, this is a sort of advice you would never get if you were just sitting at home, and, and even if you were reading blogs and whatever, like, like this is actual feedback from someone who books a ton and has seen a lot and coaches talent to be the best that they can be. So, so please take some notes. Yeah, I will also say that Coaching is such an integral part of a voice actor doing well. Like we've, um, actually Jolene was telling me a story the other day where she was watching an actor in an audition and they did their first read just on their own and their coach came in and said, hey, tweak this, do this, okay, now go. And the second read she gave was absolutely transformed. You know, you can have a great voice and you can think you know what you're doing, but having an expert like Ron or, or whomever you decide to work with can make such a difference in your career. So if you're at a place where you kind of hit a plateau, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, don't stress yourself out. Just reach out for help. And there's tons of coaches like either on our directory, like people that you will have met here that can really give you some great advice. So don't struggle. 
reach out? I mean, what they're asking for these days a lot is a lot more of the natural conversational voice. Uh, there are still, a, you know, especially in commercials but, and, and in gaming, and uh, even in a lot of the cartoons, there's still some cartoons that are big and over the top, but a lot of them are very kind of uh, natural. And you would think that a natural read would be the easiest thing in the world to do, but it's not. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of tricks and tips about uh, how to do that. But, I mean, just be true to yourself. They're looking for not a version. You know, if there's 100 people up for a part, 90 of them are probably going to do it this way, you know. And so try to be set yourself apart by being yourself. All right, Cam, let's play number three. Oh, good morning, Cloudsy. Oh, you cute little ball of cloud fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? Hey! Wait for me! This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh no! The lightning has struck the Lovelands! We have to chase off the Skygorgs before they completely destroy the Lovelands! You ready, Cloudsy? My first thought is they sound a little bit older than I envisioned for an innocent hero. Yeah, I agree. I like the voice. He's got a nice throaty tone, but I think it, it was almost more suited to um, a, a over-the-top kind of, not cartoony, but he was a little older than, like, when I think of young action hero, I found it um, um, a, little, um, a little pushed in places. Uh, remember we were talking about the sound effects? I don't know if you picked up on it. With his panting, he was like, wait for me. So he didn't kind of incorporate that as well as maybe he could have. Um... I think he could have slowed down a bit, and I think he really could have softened uh, the read. Like I was saying, it's so important, the transition between, you know, the energy and, and bringing back down again. The guys are pushing the energy here, and I think it's really important to internalize the read a bit. For example, um, whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. He said it rather um, f full voice and almost flat, and, and that's an opportunity whoa, that storm is moving in rather quickly. You know, you can really internalize it and show some emotion there. So I thought he was pushing things, you know, in a slightly different direction. And as you said, I didn't quite, I found his voice a little, a little, um, little older than maybe what yes. the caster wants. And, and that is what you will get on this podcast. You will get the truth. So, but the truth spoken in love. We do not want anyone to think that their auditions are, are um, you know, like this is a learning opportunity. And it's, and every show we say this, don't we, Juliana? That this is really about helping people to understand what it is that is going to help them to book and how they can turn a read around. Even just a tiny little change can make a huge difference. So this fellow here, although like he, you know, maybe he's not the right voice age for this role perhaps uh, you know it, it's not as if there weren't any good moments in there so we do want to acknowledge that oh I still I still really liked his voice he had a really great throaty uh, read and he had lots of energy and like I said it's very malleable I mean you can take the energy and place it in different places so I don't know if he's right for this part but that doesn't mean anything about the next audition that, that's what this is about though right everybody likes this sort of thing who here likes to get feedback on their auditions ever <laughs> yeah that's almost every single hand who here actually gets feedback on their auditions Right. Your mom Not doesn't too many. count. No, so this is a good example of how one can go about safely getting feedback. And all of you here, like, you can go to each other too, right? You can say, hey, what did you think of this read? Or, or you know, talk about it amongst yourselves. Because then at least you have someone else who's listening, who has an ear that is attuned to what it is that you're meant to be doing, who, who doesn't have a bias, who isn't going to feel poorly at the end of the day that they maybe told you something when, you know, like, say, your spouse. They might not be the best judge of that. Or But you, you 
could go to somebody else who you know is going to give you the honest truth about whatever it is. And that's, that's really a gift, right? Is to be able to know what to do because then you can make a change or, or you can know that you're super awesome and it's not just someone telling you that. It's because you are, right? And also record everything. Um, obviously for auditions you're recording, but when you're re practicing, when you're rehearsing, like uh, every time I, um, I rehearse something, I always like every, even if you don't have a recording studio, every smartphone has a voice memo or something. And I'll do a read, and if it's a two-hander, I'll read the other lines and leave space for my lines to, to be there. But I record everything, and some takes that I think are really good, I hear them back and I say, geez, that, that was kind of crappy. And other reads that I didn't think were so good, because what's happening when you're just saying it into the air, you're hearing it inside your head, which is completely different from how it sounds to, uh, to, to you. So uh, record everything and hear it back. And you'll kind of go, oh, that wasn't bad, or, Ugh, you know, uh, but it's important to get constant feedback, but even if it's yourself. Definitely. All right. I, I know that I know you're, you just want to say something, but oh my gosh, am I going to keep us to this time? That is absolutely what I'm going to do. Someone has to. Okay. I know that you all won't. So, I'm gonna, <laughs> all right. So, all right. we are going to listen to audition number four. <sighs> Good morning, Cloudsy. You cute little ball of cloud fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? Hey, wait for me. This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh, no, the lightning has struck the Lovelands. We have to chase off the Skygorks before they completely destroy the Lovelands. Huh, you ready, Cloudsy? Yeah! I know when I'm talking to a dog, I don't sound the same as when I'm talking normally. And I kind of got the feeling that every line was said the same as when he's talking to you cute little ball of fluff. I really like this voice. Uh, I found it a really entertaining read, but I found um, all the energy and the pacing were very similar. You know, um, everything was, uh, good morning, Clousy, you cute little ball of fluff. You want to go outside? Hey, wait for me. Whoa, that storm is rolling in. You want to go outside now? I felt that, I, I think this is a really good actor. He made some, um, um, some good choices within that, but I think he could have really slowed down the pace a bit and showed some variation in the transition um, um, sentences. Uh, I would have loved to see this actor kind of uh, just slow down the pace a little bit, you know? Uh, I wanted to hear the awe and the determination and the fear. Uh, that said, uh, I, uh, this guy is once again so, um, I, I'd love to work with him because he's, he's, he's got a great voice and he's got wonderful energy, but it all came out a little, not one note, but um, at the same pace. And so I think uh, it was a good audition. And I think if he slowed it down in, in, in places and added a little emotion here and there and gave me a little internalization and externalization, it would have been a great audition. Can you elaborate on what you mean by internalization and externalization? Externalization is just, um, whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly. You know, you're kind of projecting. And internalization, whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly. So you're kind of bringing it back in. Let's just talk about energy for a second. Uh, energy is so important in, uh, in, in animation and, and commercials and everything. Don't confuse energy with uh, projecting. Energy is not talking loud, that's just talking loud. And it's not talking fast, that's just talking fast. When I talk about energy, I'm talking more about um, uh, intensity or focus uh, on the character. So whether, whether you're doing a big character like this, or whether you're doing a little character like this, they both have to have that intensity and that energy. So when I say internalization, I, I don't mean whisper it, 
I just mean to kind of, you know, um, have the same intensity you would, but change, um, change your voice variance, you know. Uh, this isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? You can do that. Or you can do, this isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? You know, and sometimes saying less or whispering has a bigger effect on it. So, um, yeah, I'm noticing with some of these uh, reads, some of the energy is really out there and some is inside. It would be nice to have a combination of both. I see you have all your script is totally marked up. When you sit down to do an audition, how do you go about putting this into your head? Yeah, I spend a lot of time prepping uh, my scripts and, um, you know, usually the things that are important, I underline the things that are less important but still need emphasis. I put a little mark uh, under there. The things that need to be in quotations, I do. Um, I, I always highlight the, um, um, the sound effects. Um, um, and I'm, this isn't even marked for me. This is marked for the auditions. Uh, my scripts are way all over the place. But it's really important the preparation you put into a script. Break it down. And each sentence is different, you know? Like next to this line I have, you know, um, action and urgency, and this one is determination, and this one is apprehensive, and uh, this, one is, uh, this one is scared, and this one is tired, and that's all my handwriting, because no matter what the direction is, I want to hear that in the actor, and I want to present that as an actor. So um, don't just go over every line kind of the same, you know? Uh, but I think this guy, um, uh, this fellow, uh, has a lot of potential. Uh, he just has to mix it up a bit. I can see this guy doing really well in commercial reads. Yeah, he's got a good commercial. He's got a very youthful, like we're talking about one of the guys sounding a little old. I think he's right on the money as far as a young hero type. I can see him doing that and also um, commercial reads. He'd be perfect for, come to McDonald's for only 99 cents, you can get a Big Mac. You know, he's good for that stuff too. Don't make me hungry, Ron. I'm going to say every episode we get hungry. I know there's food in the back. Anyway, uh, we will move on to audition number five. <sighs> good morning, Clousy. You cute little ball of cloud fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa! That storm is rolling in rather quickly, Clousy. You sure you want to go outside right now? Hey, wait for me! This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Clousy? Oh no! The lightning has struck the Lovelands! We have to chase off the Skygorks before they completely destroy the Lovelands. You ready, Clousy? So we're missing some of the audio cues, but I did really like her voice. What do you think? What? I did. Oh, I did. you did? Yeah, did, I did. Was it just me, or did anyone notice she was calling the dog Clousy, not Cloudsy? Good point. If you, if you played it again, mm. you'll hear it. So that's kind of important to get uh, one of the lead uh, characters uh, named properly. Um, she had a really sweet voice. I really liked her voice, and she showed some high energy and low energy. Once again, um, so she showed a few good transitions. The transition I wanted to hear that I didn't hear was the transition from cute little girl voice to hero. I never felt that hero happening from her. She had that cute voice kind of uh, throughout. Um, uh, oh, speaking of, uh, can I just mention, in here it says it's, it's for US, okay? So this is really important. Uh, every time I do a job, a uh, cartoon or a commercial, I find out what market it's for, for Canada, for US. Because uh, there's obviously certain words that are pronounced differently. We all have heard the, the out and about. Um, and her, her outs were very um, Canadian, and this is for a US market. So just, to, and this, I think this is, it sounds like I'm being picky here, but it's kind of important. Um, when you're doing a Canadian 
It's O-A-T, oat. Like that's a typical Canadiana, oat in a boat. Uh, in American, it's O-W-T, out and about. The best way I had it described to me is pretend somebody hit you in the arm and you go, ow, just add a T, okay? Out, that's American, oat is Canadian. So that's just a little something I picked up on that. Um, no panting, no battle cry. Um, I found that she, um, it was a cute voice, but uh, I would have liked her, um, I found it was a little, a little pushed at times. I wanted her uh, to, to give a more natural read, to be honest. Um, she was really good uh, in showing fear on the ordinary lightning part and some strength on Struck the Lovelands, but at the end, I didn't get the, um, we have to chase off the Skygorgs before they completely destroy the Lovelands. I didn't get that young hero. I didn't get that determination out of her. So once again, I, I felt the innocence, but I didn't quite get the action girl part. Mm -hmm. I was bracing myself and all of you, you can see us. This isn't normal for the podcast, but you can all see us. And sometimes we will actually have physical reactions to what we're hearing. And for me, it was like I was waiting and I was tensing up to wait for this battle cry because based on all that she was building up to, I was like, oh, what's it going to sound like? I, oh, right, wait for it, here it goes, here it goes, and then he didn't come at all. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like, why is it that this battle cry didn't happen? Um, and it left me as a listener, as someone who's expecting to hear something, as, as being either confused, or is this audio file done yet, or like, what? Um, and uh, that, that just for me, because you have an expectation, right? So if you've written a script, and you know what you put in it, and you're waiting to hear certain things, and you hear the majority of the actors doing them, and then you don't hear someone do it, you're just kind of like, oh. You know, what's that about? I will say that we said in the artistic direction or the direction for the job was not to read the italicized parts, which are the, um, like, the hero yawns. So we were expecting that the characters would know to do the yawn, but not read I'm yawning, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So if you ever have um, questions about the job posting and you're like I don't know to take it this route or this route you can always reach out to the our customer support team because chances are if you've had a question somebody else might have had that question and they've already asked the client for clarification on it and they can quickly give you the answer if you're confused and you don't know which direction to take it simple do two takes and you're gonna set it up by saying exactly that two takes and then read a quick portion of the first take and then go right into the next portion of the next take. If you do two takes without setting it up to let the client know you're doing two takes, you're gonna get three seconds of their attention and if you don't give them exactly what they're looking for, they're gonna move on. They are not gonna read your proposal unless they like you and they're gonna check, okay, are you available? Yeah, like what you said, Juliana, about just the whole bit about, yeah, we had italicized some of the, you know, other words that they're not meant to say. But just because those words are italicized and you're not meant to say them doesn't mean you're not meant to do them. Like, you know what I mean? So that, that was one thing that I know we've run into in a, in a previous episode with our AI one actually on the Alexa uh, job that we were doing. And uh, someone actually said prompt one and then they went and read what the thing. So, I mean, but <laughs> you all laugh, you laugh, but oh my, like this is a journey for everyone, right? Different learning curves, different whatever, but if you see something in italics and it says to do something a certain way, then that's the direction, right? It can come across in storyboards in different ways, um, but yeah, we, we, I was waiting for that battle cry and it so did not happen. Can, can I just mention one last thing? Uh, I noticed when she was soft, her voice, it wasn't like a different person, but when she really pushed it, um, uh, it kind of hit some high notes, a little little screechy, like, wait for me! It kind of went up there. So every time um, I develop a character with, uh, with someone, uh, uh, with students, I always say, make an imaginary bar, like a horizontal high and low, and whatever character you're doing, live like within the bar, okay? And 
So if you're doing a big character, the bar can go way up here, and it can go way down here, and you're still okay. If you're doing kind of a smaller character, the bar is going to be, you know, a lot narrower. And if you pass the bar, you kind of break character. And I found just on occasion, some people are going, pushing it too much. And when I say pushing it too much, it's maybe breaking that top bar and losing that character a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have three more auditions. We are going to zip through them. So I will keep my commentary to um, nothing. And I will let Ron speak. Am I talking way too much? No, okay. no. This is the beauty of the show. It's just that we don't have an hour and a half to do well, this stop with talking. you. Let's go. I know. Usually in, in studio, we take an hour and a half to do this. And then we cut different parts. But uh, we do not have that luxury tonight. All right. Let's play audition number six. And then in quick succession, seven and eight with minimal commentary. Good morning, Cloudsy. You cute little ball of cloud fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? (laughs) Hey, wait for me! This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh no, the lightning has struck the Lovelands! We have to chase off the Skygorgs before they completely destroy the Lovelands! You ready, Cloudsy? Uh, okay. okay. Can you imagine how good yeah, that battle cry I, I, would have been? I, I was bracing myself I know, for the too. battle cry. I'm excited. I, I okay, wonder what Cloudsy so. actually thinks at the end of all this. Are you ready, Cloudsy? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he might have run away for all we know. Go ahead. Okay, lots of energy, obviously. Uh, but let's use energy for good and not evil. Um, uh, I found this voice was like a little pushed, a little over the top. It would have been suited, I think, a little more for animation or for cartoons as opposed to a little, you know, um, action hero. Like I don't mind uh, big energy. Like I said, I can I can always bring you down again. But boy, he he really needed to kind of um, pick his spots to kind of come down and to uh, to show some awe and to so, show some fright and to show different feelings. Um, I felt the yawn was just a little too big off the top. You know, you don't want it taking uh, too much focus. And, um, um, yeah, the bar was kind of a little bit all over the place. Now, he did something a little interesting. Uh, Instead of panting while running after the dog, he went into kind of hysterical laughter, which which was interesting uh, choice. Um, Like, he gets points because he did what no one else did. And so if the producer listens to 100, he's going to remember him from doing that. But in this scene, um, uh, there's a storm coming in and the dog takes off and and you're, you're freaked out and you're running after the dog. I don't think laughter may, uh, was necessarily the appropriate choice there, but uh, like I said, good for him for, uh, for trying that out. Anyway, overall, um, you know, lots of energy, which I love, but oh, I think overall it's just a little too pushed, and I would have liked to have seen the transitions, the on oh, the determination and the fear. When you say pushed, is there a physicality that goes along with that that we can maybe remember so that we don't do it in our own auditions? Push just like projecting like a 12 out of 10. It's just kind of like pushing the performance. Like it, it, it sometimes can sound um, like overacting or bad acting. Hey, I got to get to the store now. You know, that's just, I don't think people normally talk that way. Um, uh, so we're looking for a, hey, I got to get to the store now, a more casual read. So when I say pushed, I just mean he's, they're pushing the energy like way over the top and in some like if it was a full-on kooky cartoon that that's great but in this essence because uh, innocence was one of the word i didn't hear a lot of innocence in that read uh so when i say pushed um physicality i'm not sure it's just kind of like a lot from your throat from like your diaphragm uh, a push can come from any and all i mean i can push it here or here uh it's just it's just over overdoing it over overacting a little bit 
All right. Well, let's hear audition number seven. <sighs> Good morning, Cloudsy. You cute little bowl of cloud fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa. That storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? <laughs> hey, wait for me! This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh no! The lightning has struck the Lovelands! We have to chase off the Skygorgs before they completely destroy the Lovelands! No battle cry. <laughs> um, crazy cute voice. I mean, really cute. Absolutely uh, adorable. Yeah, just adorable off the top. She's great for cartoons. Mm -hmm. And a nice energy. I just found that she, um, she was rushing a little. She was over-articulating a bit. Did you notice, um, uh, um, do you want to go outside? Do you want to go outside? Now, her T's were really hard. It sounds like I'm being really picky here, but it's little stuff like that that producers pick up on. If you're talking normally, do you want to go outside? And um, I think her read was a little stilted in places. It sounded... Okay, I'm going to tell you the secret to all voice work, and then you can all go home. Uh, <laughs> whether you're doing commercials or animation, the secret to all voice work is, is, is reading the words on the page without making it sound like you're reading them. Okay? Sounds easy. It's really difficult. And in places, I just felt that she was um, reading some of the words a little bit. I loved her voice and her energy, but I wanted to see more transitions. The storm is rolling in. I wanted to hear more fear. And once again, the last line, you know, we have to go chase off the Skygorgs. I didn't quite get that, that young hero running off to save the day. So um, I think if she just smoothed out her reads a little bit and added a little more of an emotional curve uh, would have been um, a really nice read. When I hear somebody doing the character, when I'm, when I'm working with students in the studio, I, would, I don't want you voicing the character. I want you becoming like the character, okay? Um, and uh, I don't want you kind of, let's put a funny voice on this face and whatever. I, don't, I want you to become that face. I want you to embody the character. So um, I felt sometimes, um, I'm not talking to anyone specific, but uh, you really need to create the character and know what that character does. Um, at the end of most cartoon sessions, usually after the first day of doing a cartoon, they, um, you stay for about an hour and you do what's called the sound effects library. And you have to do the character uh, happy sounds and sad sounds and how he would cough and, and, and um, um, exert and, and cry you know so if you're doing this character you got to know how he's gonna cry and how he's gonna laugh and how he's gonna exert and you really have to embody the character fully so um there is some of that uh, uh, missing but it's really important just not to use your voice and not just for animation but creating a character in your head is a theme that we've seen in almost every episode of mission audition that we've done whether you're an audiobook narrator or you're doing a medical narration everybody has a point of view and a lot of the coaches have told us that they'll take a second and pull a character from their vocal archetype. So they know if they're being uh, a medical expert, they have this character in their mind. Just like Ron said, for this character, the young hero, they can like feel what they're feeling, they can think, they can see everything. It's a very vivid picture. When I work with students, say for a demo, say an, uh, an animation, animation demo tape, and I, I have them write down all the voices in their head, right? All the, the, the cartoon characters, the natural voices, um, and the accents, and uh, use your natural voice. Uh, pretend you have a cold and be kind of a nerdy, geeky kind of voice, or add some gravel and see where that goes, or go falsetto and see where that goes. 
But I say give each character that you create a name, okay, and give them a backstory. I make all my students give them a backstory. So it's not like, I'm Farmer Joe, uh, like I want to know exactly where they're from, what they're wearing, what they look like. And some of the students look at me like, that's weird, it's just an audio voice. Uh, but the more you know about the character and how they dress and how they look and what they eat, like go as deep as you want. But that'll kind of help you with the, uh, with the characterization and the voicing of it. Awesome. Okay, I can't add anything more to that. Let's listen to our last audition on the program. This is audition number eight. Yeah. Uh. Good morning, Cloudsy. You cute little ball of fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Oh, that storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? Hey, wait for me. Oh, oh, oh. This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh no! Lightning has struck the Lovelands! We have to chase off the Skygorgs before they completely destroy the Lovelands! You ready, Cloudsy? There it is. <laughs> you want energy? He's got energy. Um, yeah, I think um, um, uh, he might have been pushing the sound effects a little too much in places. Um, yeah, the yawn off the top, uh, he kind of turned the yawn into King Lear. It was... It was, it, 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 it was uh, uh, um, the, and the breathing... Um, it sounded pretty labored, um, you know. He was <laughs> by the end of it. I mean, the poor guy needed a nap. Uh, I think so. So um, first of all, let me say, interesting voice, very animated, and 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 tons of energy. But like uh, the breathing, for instance, this is a young, energetic hero. You want to hear youth. You want to hear energy. He's off to save the day. You don't want him to have a heart attack, you know. So um, I think it was just a little pushed in places. Um, also, his relationship with the dog, as you mentioned. He sounded a little angry off the top, like, okay, I'm coming, you know, and he's supposed to have a very nice relationship uh, with the dog. But um, as far as all that, I think he just really needed to um, slow, down the, um, slow down the lines uh, quite a bit and kind of, uh, uh, maybe his voice was a little too old for uh, a young action hero, you know, but he gave it his all and, you know, he gets full points for that, but he might have just been pushing things a little, little too much. I, I enjoyed it, but it was... Uh... Immensely. Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing, is like, if you're in your studio and you're alone, you have no feedback, you don't sometimes know if what you're doing is too much, because you are literally in that vacuum, you don't know. Yeah, that's why I say always listen back. Like, his last line, he, he rushed a little bit, and, 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 and it, it, it came out a little mumbled, a little choppy. I had to listen to it a few times to, uh, to get the nuances of it. And um, uh, so you're not under a time restraint. Like, for commercials, you are. Keep that in mind. Uh, they want you in at a certain, you know, 30, 15, 30, 60, whatever. Uh, but for animation, you know, uh, the pace is important. Keep it going. But uh, you don't have to rush, you know. And, uh, um, you know, God bless him, he gave it his all. And uh, he was just um, pushed it a little too far in places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we've come to that time, and we all know what that time is. If you've listened to the show, it is now time for Ron to pick the winner. Aww. So, Ron, I know you, you have an idea. Can no, you I've, I've changed, oh boy. I've actually gone back and forth. Um, I hate to do this. Uh, but you know what, and you guys might be surprised who I pick, because um, the winner I picked um, uh, needed some 
work with the transitions, um, um, but I loved uh, the voice and the energy, and um, there's work to be done, but I felt with a little bit of work it would have been a really great audition, and so I think for potential, uh, I am picking number four. Wow, Ooh. well congratulations, uh, audition number, number four. four? Let's, yeah. let's play it. Good morning, Cloudsy. You cute little ball of cloud fluff, you. You want to go outside? Okay, I'm coming. Whoa, that storm is rolling in rather quickly, Cloudsy. You sure you want to go outside right now? Hey, wait for me. This isn't any ordinary lightning, is it, Cloudsy? Oh, no, the lightning has struck the Lovelands. We have to chase off the Skygorks before they completely destroy the Lovelands. You ready, Cloudsy? Yeah! Nice job. Well, you know what? I, I, I would love to work with him and slow down some of the transitions and, and have him change up the pace, but I love the voice. I love the energy. He didn't go way too high. He was true to the character, and um, I think his voice suited the part. If I was casting a young action hero with energy, um, uh, he showed me some um, hero, courage, innocence. I could sense a little bit of that throughout, and so he showed me enough of everything that I'd definitely bring him back in again. Well, congratulations to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so now it's also time to wrap the show up. And, but before we go, Ron, we would like to know how we can get a hold of you if someone here should like to study with you. I'd love to work with all of you. Um, RonRubinVoice.com uh, is the best way to reach me. Uh, R-O-N-R-U-B-I-N. Uh, voice.com. If you go up there, I have a website. Uh, the first page is about me. You can find out a little bit about me. And then if you go to the teaching page, um, I talk about what I offer in my workshops or private um, teaching. It's got student um, feedback and testimonials. It's got prices. It's got everything. It's got a lot of sample animation demos. Please listen to those. And uh, there's a, um, a spot, uh, contact Ron. Um, and um, I'd love to hear from you. So ronrubinvoice.com. And uh, I have a workshop coming up on October 5th, although it's pretty full, but I'm always having uh, workshops. So if you're interested in working with me for any reason, um, I'd love to uh, work with you. That workshop hopefully is on our website at voices.com slash events. If you go look there, we've got all kinds of listings of the various coaches who are in our coaches program here. And if you have any questions about the coaches program at all, whether you want to find a coach, you want to study with Ron in particular, Jolene, who's here tonight, can certainly help you out with that. So um, without, oh, yeah, waving over there. There's Jolene right there. Thank you. Thank you. Step okay. before you sign off can I just say what a pleasure it was and I thank all of you for coming out this is an awesome opportunity and uh, thank you so much for getting this all together this was fun absolutely well thank you all right everybody that's mission audition we'll see you next time